Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is time for our Sunday Tarot Talk. I am your host, Jason, and we are speaking today on the lovers, uh, key number six in the tarot. Each week we talk about one of the major arcana. We're going into the symbolism and the esoteric psychology involved in each of these cards. Uh, as I said, this week we're on the lovers. If you want to go back, you can start at the Fool and begin there. That is the first card that we did. Uh, we're going from the Fool to the world, which is key 21. So from zero to 21. So 22 lectures. Uh, we are on, are on number seven, uh, key number six, of course, because the Fool is numbered zero. So thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Thank you, Cosmic Eye family, for your support. Thank you all who are, uh, who are donating to our cause. We appreciate you guys very much. And all of you have purchased our tarot decks and so forth and checked out all the great stuff we have on CosmicEye.org and, uh, and have shared on social media and so on. We couldn't do it without you guys. Um, we have uh, a new deck up there. Well, actually, not a new deck, a reprinting of a deck, but it has some new cards in it. So it's a Blooming Cat uh, tarot deck. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. That's through CosmicEye.org. So as I said, we're looking into the lovers today. I want to thank uh, Dr. Paul Foster Case, the founder of the organization BOTA. Uh, most of these teachings that I'm sharing with you are coming from Dr. Case and his genius outlook on the tarot, uh, probably the finest tarot scholar uh, out there and certainly the most um, underrated in a lot of ways, the most underrated in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of uh, people who've studied tarot for a long time uh, do know and respect his work. However, uh, I think he's not as well known as he should be. So I wanna share you with him, share his work with you. Uh, thanks, he's here with us uh, in spirit um, guiding through his his teachings, and these are the work, or, and this is the work that I'm sharing with you guys. So, uh, we'll start out today as we do each week with the pattern on the trestle board. Again, this is from uh, Paul Foster Case's work. This is a, a Kabbalistic affirmation. It's a series of affirmations uh, that activate the uh, the different um, the different powers within you, and they correspond to the ten sefirot of Kabbalah again, or Kabbalah, depending on how you want to say it, is more traditional uh, Jewish way of saying it. We are looking at Hermetic Kabbalah, um, which is, a, is a, an amalgamation of, of Jewish Kabbalah with um, Egyptian teachings and esoteric Christianity, magic, and so forth. So it's a different system, but it is based on the Jewish Kabbalah. It certainly has its roots there. Uh, at any rate, the pattern on the trestle board, uh, this is the truth about the self. Zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, I am a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, its unfailing wisdom takes form and thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law, I'm guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding, mine is the victorious life. 
Number eight, I look forward to the perfect realization of the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. And finally, number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. Okay, the lovers, key six. Uh, go ahead and grab that card if you have it, if you have a deck, or pull it up on your device. I am using, as I said, uh, the BOTA version of this, which looks very much like the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. It's a little different. It has a little more of the traditional esoteric symbolism, the, the esoteric side of things, uh, versus the exoteric, which a lot of the earlier decks uh, had. They kind of were uh, put together with some what are called blinds and so forth, because people at that time uh, were bound to oaths of their secret societies that they were parts of. And so they didn't want to give away all of the esoteric secrets in the tarot that they received from their orders that they belonged to. So they had to kind of hide things a bit. Uh, things have changed since then, uh, especially a lot since uh, uh, Crowley published the, uh, uh, the Golden Dawn materials and subsequently Israel Gardi published them as well. And then, you know, a lot of that information came to public light. So now most of those esoteric secrets are publicly available. The true secrets, though, of course, are never available in information. Those true secrets are found within. So these information, uh, this information that you're getting and the sort of fingers pointing the way to the truth are only a, a finger pointing at the moon. You don't want to stare at that finger because you'll lose all the heavenly glory of the moon, as uh, Bruce Lee liked to say. Uh, so grab that card, pull it up on your device, what have you. The BOTA card is the one I'm using. So we'll look at this card right now. It is uh, uh, key number six, as I said, the seventh card in the series of the Major Arcana called The Lovers. It has the number six on it, and it has the Hebrew letter Zion, Zion uh, as well. That's along the bottom of the design. And then above it, starting on the top, we'll come down, starting at the top of it, there's a golden sun, and then there's a yellow colored angel. And we'll speak about that angel, that's Raphael, with fiery hair with green, yellow, and red in it, and a yellow colored skin. Uh, he's wearing a, a purple or a violet robe, and he's coming out of a cloud, a white cloud. Uh, to either side of him, uh, if you're looking at the card on the left, is it's to the angels right but to our left uh is a woman the woman is eve and she is standing next to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it has three fruits that look uh, they're an orange color uh with a red with a reddish orange color and there's a serpent wrapped around that tree uh, behind the man on the right hand side they're both nude by the way uh, the man on the right hand side has a, a tree behind him this is the tree of life and it has uh, 12 flaming uh, flaming leaves uh, with three sections each so it makes so there's 36 different little sub flames as it were uh, on 12 on 12 actual leaves of flame behind him and then they're standing on a green ground uh, it's a sort of a lush color of green and then there's a, a purple peak rising up in the background uh, so that's the basic card itself uh, it does help if you look along uh, as we talk about it, um, and it does help if you work with uh, this, this card each day. 
as I've talked about in each of these, if you've been listening along, uh, to just spend about five minutes each day kind of meditating or contemplating sort of this card, um, really just sitting and looking at it, not you know staring so hard at it that you're giving yourself a headache, but just kind of lightly gazing at the card and allowing it to really penetrate into your unconscious. These cards, of course, are powers that are within us, and these symbols help us to awaken uh, those powers if they're latent. You know, they're they're always at work in us, but the more that we work with them, the stronger they get. Uh, so, like the power of intuition, for example, which we we've talked about before. We talked about the power of intuition. We talked about the hierophant. Uh, the more that we work with that power, the the stronger it gets in us. Uh, so, the main power of this card is discrimination. So this talk is about the, the, the power of discrimination. Now we're going to, you know, this word has come to have sort of bad connotation. We think of discrimination, like racial discrimination. This is not the meaning of the word discrimination that we're talking about. The discrimination we're using is the word, is similar to the word discernment or spiritual insight, spiritual understanding, intuition, spiritual intuition, et cetera. These are ideas of discrimination. So we're going to talk more about that when we get to the letter Zion. So uh, that's our first symbol we're going to explore is the letter Zion. Then we're going to go into the occult meanings and esoteric meanings of number six. We're going to look at the angel. And then we're going to also look at the lovers, uh, the, actual, the actual figures on that card as, a, as symbols. So one of the most important meanings, as I said, of the lover's card is this idea of discrimination or discernment, discernment. And another way to say this, as, as I said, is direct, direct spiritual awareness. Now, the Hindus and Buddhists uh, call this, this faculty or this type of uh, power of the mind, buddhi, buddhi, B-U-D-D-H-I. It's the same uh, root word as Buddha, which means the awakened one or the aware one, um, many other meanings. Uh, so the letter, uh, the letter Zion uh, in Kabbalism is associated with what's called the disposing intelligence, the disposing intelligence, which has the same idea as, as discrimination or direct awareness. Uh, the letter Zion means sword. So it means sword. It looks a little bit like a sword if you look at it, or weapon. And this refers to the idea of this determinative or discriminative faculty. And this is the power of mind that cuts through, that cuts through. Uh, it, has, it has two meanings. We're going to get into that. Uh, it, it recognizes differences between things. It gives us the ability to see ourselves as an individual. It, it helps us to form that idea of I the ego. Uh, it, it allows us to see the individual differences between things that lets us perceive uh, differences such as light and dark, hot and cold, me and you, us and them, positive and negative. Any, any of the, the perceived opposites are recognized, received by this power of discrimination. It's a very interesting power. We're going to get more into it and why it's, it's somewhat of a double-edged sword. And that's why that sword is also used. Uh, this power of discernment is at the root of our self-conscious, our self-consciousness. So the self-conscious mind really allows us to perceive the idea of individuality, allows us to feel that we're individuals. We're able to experience this feeling of 
for lack of a better word, like meanness, if that makes sense to you guys. Uh, but also it allows us to recognize the world of multiplicity out there, the material world. Uh, otherwise, you know, if we were just this sort of unified consciousness, everything, you know, there'd be nothing to, to recognize, in other words. Um, there, there, there needs to be something that seems other in order to feel, to feel again, quote unquote, separate. So it gives us this experience of having this individual experiential sort of spiritual sense of ourselves. You know, there's a, or the idea of this kind of isolation in a way, not in a bad way, but just allows us to feel me or, you know, not identified with every other thing. So it's, a, it's sort of a complicated concept, but if you, if you think about it a bit and you just ponder on it, you'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. So at the same time, this is the double-edged sword of it, uh, this discrimination, this mental power of discernment uh, also allows us to realize that, that the, though the world you know, seems to be made up of all these different things, that it seems to be all this multiplicity of, of, of you know, a myriad of, of different unrelated things, that in reality, there's just one unity, one reality behind all of it, and that all these seemingly separate things are actually part of this unity and different reflections of the one life or the one power, that I am presence that we talk about, the cosmic consciousness. So the discernment allows us to see that we're different, but it also allows us to see that we're this unity at the same time. At some point, then we're able to transcend the idea of the multiplicity entirely and just you know, realize that we're the unity, but this takes time, this takes time. Uh, so, so this discernment allows us to do this. This discriminative faculty allows us to do this. Uh, so again, this idea of discrimination is a, is a powerful one. Discernment, spiritual insight, it's choosing, it's understanding, it's valuing. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these things where, for example, if you've got to make a choice between doing something constructive in your life or something that's somewhat neutral or even destructive, you know, discernment or discrimination allows us to say, I'm going to choose this, this constructive thing for myself today. I'm going to choose this positive thing for myself today. So, you know, so the power of discrimination uh, allows us to do that. And, and on its negative side, of course, we see things like you know, religious discrimination and racial discrimination and, you know, homophobia and all these different negative qualities of, of this power of discrimination. So all these powers of mind have a dark side to them. You know, we're, we're focusing on the constructive side of them, the light side of it. And I think, you know, in, in throwing out this idea, you know, especially of, of discernment or, you know, discrimination or clarity or, or you know, these clear powers of judgment, uh, and rightly so. I mean, throwing those things out, uh, we can't do that entirely. We can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So what we need to do is connect to the constructive part of this idea that, that sees the difference between constructive and positive and loving and, you know, and all of those, those positive uh, emotions versus the negative things and, and choosing love, choosing creativity, choosing abundance. That's the power of discrimination also. So I hope that makes sense. 
Uh, the number six is uh, the number associated with the levers. And the number six in occult symbolism means reciprocation. Reciprocation, so we'll talk a bit about that. But it also means interchange, correlation, response, coordination, cooperation, correspondence, harmony, harmony, concord, equilibration, symmetry, and beauty. So, you know, the actual meaning in the in a reading is love and symmetry and balance and balance between the inner and outer. The lover's card means all those things and, and many more. It can mean marriage. You know, it can mean a positive partnership. Um, like I said, a, like an equilibration, a balancing of, of things, beauty itself. It can mean beauty or attraction. So it has all those associations with it in a, you know, in a reading, but also, you know, most of those are in that number six. Those, those ideas are in that number six as well. Uh, the idea of give and take is in there. And we know that, of course, love requires a lot of give and take. It has to be, there has to be a reciprocation. It can't be all taking. It can't be all giving. All right. So this main meaning of reciprocation then is this act of mutual giving and receiving, reciprocation, balancing, giving and taking. This reciprocation reminds us of uh, the relationship between our conscious and subconscious minds also, right? So the self-conscious mind, the self-conscious mind gives suggestions to the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind works on these suggestions and gives back the results to self-consciousness, to self-conscious experiences gives back the uh, material results it's looking for we're, we're looking for it gives us back the the health that and thoughts that we feed into it and gives us a healthy body it gives back the love that we feed into it and you know radiates out that loving uh kindness and attracts to the you know the relationships that we're looking for and all that so this reciprocation also refers to the relationship between super consciousness god consciousness cosmic consciousness right and our own self-consciousness. So super-consciousness in this is represented by the angel that stands above the, the figures, the male and female figures on this. And we're going to speak about that soon. So you have to remember that our self-consciousness is not uh, the self. It's not the, it's not the self like with a small s, but it's the self with a capital S, with a capital S, the true self. That's the that that's the uh, the superconsciousness the self with uh with the capital s is the is the superconsciousness the self with the small s is ego if that makes sense so the true self then the higher part of ourself is identical with superconsciousness with god consciousness now paul foster case says of this that uh, self-consciousness is that phase of the life powers activity which manifests as awareness of the self that's the small self but the self, which is the subject of this awareness, is itself superconsciousness. All right, now I'm going to repeat that because if you get this concept, it will blow your mind. So listen, listen again, listen carefully to this, and then I'm just going to leave it for you to ponder on this. I'm not going to talk about it. Self-consciousness is that phase of the life powers activity which manifests as awareness of the self, but the self, which is the subject of this awareness, the subject of this awareness is itself super consciousness. Chew on that, chew on that. There's so much depth to that. So this angel, as we said, 
represents uh, super consciousness. It represents the super conscious understanding, cosmic consciousness, God consciousness, co uh, Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And this angel is actually uh, symbolizes the archangel Raphael, who's associated with air, the planet Mercury, and that planet Mercury rules Gemini. So Gemini is also associated, it's the zodiac sign assigned to the lovers, assigned to the lovers. His hair, as I said, looks like, like flames. It's, I hope you're looking along with it or you can look at this image after this, uh, after this talk because it's really interesting. His hair actually looks like flames and the yellow in the flame represents the influence of Mercury, the planet Mercury. The red is, is Mars, and it stands for passion and action. And green in the hair is uh, the color of Venus and refers to the power of imagination, creative imagination, uh, which we talked about in the Empress discussion. Uh, so these colors suggest that in discrimination, using real discrimination, you know, spiritual insight, spiritual discernment, that we use reason, which is red, Aries, emperor, and imagination and intuition, those work together. So reason, imagination, and intuition are all working together. So the intuition is the green color, Venus, uh, the empress, and then it also refers to the hierophant, the hierophant, which is intuition. So in order for us to make these correct classifications of things in our life, to choose between what's constructive and destructive, to choose what's going to help us on our spiritual path on our on our career path on our you know on our development with our families and friends and so forth and just being more loving person you know to make those correct uh, classifications and clarifications in our mind we have to have this this power of of discernment this power of discernment clear seeing seeing through in, in intuitive perception so it includes reason, imagination, and intuition, not just intuition. And that's the important thing about all these, these tarot cards is these are all powers that are working within us and they all fit together and they're all at work at the same time and they're interrelated. So a lot of us on the spiritual path want to think, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to trust my intuition. I'm just going to trust my gut. And this is a great thing. And, you know, uh, Angel and I talk about this a lot on the, um, on the show on the new spirit wisdom show that we do on wednesday so if you're interested in hearing more about that check that out uh, but the thing about intuition is you know you've got to have sound reasoning and clear judgment and a good you know logical foundation as well in order for you to make sure that the intuitions you're receiving so that spirit message or message from the spirits messages from the ancestors messages you know from from family members who are you know deceased whatever it is wherever you're receiving your information from, higher self, God, spirit, Jesus, wherever it's coming from, you, you've got to make sure that, the, that you're a good receiving station for those messages that you're seeing clearly and that you're receiving good information. So that's where logic and reason come into play and this idea of discrimination. So you have to discriminate between, even in intuition, what's good information and what is maybe coming from a source that's not so reliable. So we can pick up on this, like a radio picks up on different stations. You know, we may pick up information that's not so good. You have to remember that not all information that comes to us through intuition is, is necessarily constructive and, or necessarily wise. You know, not all the, not all the spirits that are going to communicate with us or a spirit, um, you know, or our perception of spirits message to us is always, you know, there might be some static 
might not be quite clear. We might get some of it and not other pieces of the message and so forth. So until we have that perfect discernment and perfect intuition, we also have to rely on logic and this power of discrimination. Uh, so keep, keep that in mind. I'm not saying don't trust intuition. I'm saying trust intuition, but also verify. Trust, but verify. The angel's skin is yellow, which symbolizes the element of air, of air, air, or the life breath. So Gemini is an air sign, of course, and yellow is associated in addition with Mercury. We talked about Mercury. Mercury is the power of, uh, of, of communication, of focus, of awareness. We talked about that when we talked about the magician. All these cards are interrelated. All these powers are interrelated. Uh, Raphael's wings are red to show that right discrimination, which is what I've been talking about, right discernment requires right desire, right desire. So you've got to desire the right things for yourself, the constructive things for yourself. It's a desire to want to, you know, go get, um, you know, to, to go get drunk at the bar. If you're an alcoholic, that's a desire, but it's not the right desire. And I can tell you from personal experience, it wasn't the right desire for myself. It, you know, flushed my life down the toilet. So so you've got to have the right desires, which find them expression in right action, right action. This requires discernment, right discernment, right discrimination, clarity. You know, another meaning of this idea of the sword in Buddhism, you have this idea of Manjushri holds a sword above his, above his head. And, and it's this sword of, of, of clarity. It cuts through the illusions. It cuts through the negativity. It cuts through the the obstacles, it cuts through the challenges. And that's another thing that discrimination does. With right discrimination, right focus, and right desire, you cut through your obstacles as well. Like the Gordian knot. You may have heard this in Greek mythology. Just cut through this Gordian knot with this sword, with this sharp, sharp sword of discrimination. And, and just, you know, break through, break through to freedom. So Raphael's robe is violet. Violet, it's a purplish color which is a blending of red, which is action, and blue, which signifies the mental substance, the unconscious mind, the, uh, the subconscious mind. So violet also refers to royalty and dominion, and that tells us that this right discrimination and understanding will lead to the control of our material conditions, like a king or a queen has dominion over their 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 area over their kingdom right so we want to have this kind of control over our, our kingdom of our life the material conditions in our life the spiritual conditions in our life the emotional conditions in our life and that dominion comes through right discrimination and that that power is one that's reflected all throughout this card in the different symbols the lover's card and that's why it's so important to work with the symbolism of these cards because they penetrate through to the unconscious to the subconscious mind and open those powers up. They're there. Everything is there. It's already all within you. All these powers within you are already using them, but these cards help you to use them correctly, to have right desires, right clarity, right understanding, you know, constructive thoughts, and so forth. And so we'll get more into that idea of discrimination with thoughts and emotions and so on. At the end, I've got some stuff that I really uh, think is going to be valuable for you. So stick through. Stick through. The angel as we said, is super consciousness, and he's resting on a cloud. He's resting on a cloud, and that shows that the activities and, and the powers and so forth, I talked about these latent things that are within us that may have not manifested. We haven't maybe seen them yet in our lives. Maybe we haven't opened up our intuition. Maybe we haven't opened up our 
our power of, of clarity and awareness yet. We're still working on that, uh, et cetera. So the, the, the angel is sitting in that cloud. So we know that some of these powers of super consciousness that, that are within us are sort of clouded. In other words, they're partially hidden from us. They're there, just like the angels behind the cloud. Part of him is behind the cloud. He's there, but the cloud hides it from us. Because when we haven't yet developed the centers in our, in our body-mind system uh, through which we realize, we realize, we actualize this superconsciousness that we're talking about, the God consciousness that we're talking about. So it has to be realized and actualized in our lives. Even though we already are that thing, we have to realize it in order to really feel it and use it and understand it, realize this word realize doesn't just mean understand, it means to completely embody, it means to totally intuitively, to have gnosis of, to have total knowledge of, experiential knowledge of. That's a realization. That's a different thing than, oh, I understand something because I watched a five-minute YouTube video. There's a whole different, different connotation to the idea of realization. It's not just a bit of knowledge that you kind of get. A realization is a knowing, a deep knowing. So keep that in mind. So this angel's name, Raphael, uh, in Hebrew means uh, God is the healer. God is the healer. And that reminds us that in the ancient Greco-Egyptian, uh, Roman-Egyptian wisdom, where this, this in Alexandria, this sort of con conflated um, syncretic system of, of wisdom came together with the Egyptian uh, gods, merged with the Greco-Roman gods, uh, came about. Uh, so in this system, Toth Mercury, Toth Mercury, they were they were conflated together, uh, Toth and and the god Mercury, uh, is 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 the god of medicine, known as the god of medicine. So this reminds us that this right discrimination leads us to the recognition or the realization, like I said, the realization of that I am, that unity consciousness, that cosmic consciousness, which is the all. It is the universe. The universe is made up of it. You live and move and have your being in it. It is you and you are it. Uh, this true healing, this ultimate healing that we're talking about is that realization or that attainment of, of the inner and outer knowings of this. Wholeness then through contact with the self, the self represented by that angel, the self with the capital S, the self that is the unity, the self that is the totality. Work with this symbol of the angel. Work with this card. Remind yourself of this superconsciousness with it, which is your true self. Remind yourself throughout the day, you know, bring the image of this card up. And this is something you can do if you work with it for five minutes a day. It's going to burn itself into your mind so that you can just pull it up anytime you want. You don't even need to have the card with you. It's in your mind. And you see it and you remind yourself, oh, this angel of superconsciousness, this is truly what I am. This is my true self. This is my true self. You know, not this body that is born to die, uh, but this uh, superconscious spirit, this eternal spirit that lives within me and has no beginning and end. The lovers, the lovers are the next symbol. The man and the woman uh, standing on the card uh, are, are the next symbol we're going to look at. So obviously these are uh, an important symbol, probably the most important symbol in here. Uh, the man corresponds to the magician, the emperor, and the minister in key number five. And it's the minister who's kneeling down who wears the, uh, uh, the clothing that's ornamented with lilies. 
So you see again, all of these 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 figures, these figures in the cards are all there. It's 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 just different iterations and different understandings of the one the one spirit. Uh, so you see how these these figures reappear in all these cards uh, as we move along. So the man also represents Adam uh, from the Genesis story and symbolizes self-consciousness, self-consciousness. Behind the man is the tree of life. And the tree of life, as I said, it has these 12 leaves on it with these sort of triple flames. So it's a one leaf with three sort of like a pattern of three on it. So the, the, the whole, the big leaf corresponds to the 12 basic personality types. Uh, then if you multiply 12 times three, so each leaf has three parts, you get the 36 subtypes of personality. So the three uh, uh, decanates uh, of, the, of the zodiac signs are represented. So you get all 36 subtypes of personality represented. So Adam then represents you know, generic humanity and all of its uh, differences and all of the uh, different personality types and different types of karma that we come in with and so forth. Uh, the woman corresponds to the high priestess and the empress and the minister on the hierophant card who wears the clothing with the roses on it. So she symbolizes Eve and Eve is known as the mother of all. So she stands for subconsciousness and all of its powers, subconsciousness and all of its powers. It's the matrix or the womb of creation. Uh, when we talk about the collective subconscious or the collective unconscious, uh, she, she represents the uh, subconscious within us, but then that bigger subconsciousness as well. So the tree behind the woman is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It has uh, five fruits on it, which represent the five senses or, or the five subtle principles known to occultists as the five elements. You say, well, five elements, I thought there were four. Uh, in, in, in most of you know this as well, but if you don't, so there's fire, water, air, Earth, those are the main elements. And then there is the idea of ether or the quintessence. That's the fifth element. Uh, so that's, that's something to understand from this, uh, the symbolism. The snake wrapped around the tree symbolizes kundalini energy, kundalini energy. Uh, so that's that, that power within us, that vibratory power within us. It's, it's also known as the serpent of temptation. Uh, in Hebrew gematria, uh, it's number symbolism for the words uh, serpent, the word nakash, nakash, excuse me, nakash, nakash, serpent is uh, 358, which is the same number of Mashiach, uh, which translates in English to Messiah, which then translates as Christos in Greek, and we in English translate that as, as Christ. So it's this idea of the Redeemer or the Messiah. And this particular symbolism that uh, is connected to this energy within us, which, uh, which brings us this deep knowledge and this unity uh, consciousness. So what's meant then by this symbolism is that this, this kundalini super, uh, excuse me, serpent power vibration at first leads us, and this is what I was talking about, discrimination, why it's a double-edged sword, at first leads us into, the, into delusion. You know, we get so wrapped up in the in the world of multiplicity that we, we don't feel the unity anymore. But then when this, uh, this Kundalini energy is redirected upward, it quote unquote delivers us from evil. It leads us into union with that cosmic consciousness. It leads us into union with the Christ consciousness, the Christos. 
uh, within us. And so Jesus, you know, represented that message and represented that symbolism, you know, in, in, in many ways in his teachings and particularly in that idea of, of um, his, uh, his death and resurrection, his death and resurrection. So it's uh, the death of the material into the spiritual consciousness, uh, the death of the multiplicity into the un unified field of consciousness, cosmic consciousness. Okay, so we today looked at the uh, letter Zion, the sword, and we looked at how discrimination is this sword. It's this ability to cut through. It's the ability to discern things, to use that power of discernment or spiritual intuition uh, to cut through, to see uh, past the multiplicity to the unity as well. So it enables, it enables us to discern you know, the constructive from the destructive in our life. It enables us to discern the positive from the negative. Uh, it enables us to discern things that we want versus things that we don't want in our lives, but it also allows us to discern the idea that even though there is this multiplicity and we experience life as this multiplicity and this individuality, that behind it all is this unity, is that's the truth, that's the true self, that's the hidden wisdom, that's the, that's the understanding of oneness. And so concentrate on that and think about that letter Zion as you go throughout the week. Uh, to cut through the nonsense, to cut through the negativity, to cut through the fears as well. We looked at the number six. We found out that that's reciprocation, give and take, the conscious and subconscious minds, and more ideas like that. And then, of course, we looked at the angel, and we found that the angel is Raphael, is superconsciousness, is connected to Mercury, is connected to Venus. Um, it's connected to this idea of dominion. It's connected to this idea of this royalness, this super consciousness, this true self within us. So keep that in mind. Work on that this week. Finally, we looked at the lovers. And, you know, I didn't really touch on this, but the, I, the, the lovers also represent the idea of, uh, of um, opposites, opposites, because there's the male and the female there. But the, the, of course, the, the angel above them represents the uni unity between the opposites, the unity between these polarities. So, you know, that's where we have to find ourselves in this middle ground, in this superconscious ground. It's like a pyramid. So, you, you know, each side of the pyramid is the opposites. The apex of the pyramid then represents, and that's why there's an eye in the pyramid. It represents this unified thinking. It represents this higher level of spiritual knowledge. And that's also represented in that. Uh, that image of Raphael, the angel there. Uh, so these lovers too represent the ideas of Adam and Eve, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, the tree of life. And esoterically, those have different ideas. We spoke a little bit about those. We'll go deeper into that on, on the next time we do. I'm going to go through all of these cards, the 22 of them, and then we're going to go even deeper the next round. Uh, so take charge of your power of discernment, your power of discrimination. Take charge of it. You know, don't just reject the idea of discernment or discrimination. In other words, like, oh, discrimination is a negative thing because, because of the, you know, the negative associations with the word discrimination. Take the word back. You know, we're looking at this stuff esoterically and occultly, and it has nothing to do with the idea of, of, of discriminating against someone. It has the idea of using the power of spiritual discernment to see through to make clear distinctions, 
to have deep understandings. And the deepest understanding is that we're all one. We're all of equal value. We're all children of God. So remember that. This discrimination I speak of has nothing to do with discrimination you hear about in the media. Throughout the week, watch your desires and impulses. Keep an eye on your desires. Uh, on your desire. So think about stuff that pops up in your day-to-day -day life. Think about the motivations that are coming to you. And, and before you obey those impulses, make sure you, you look at them in the, in the light of reason, in the light of reason, using this faculty of discernment that you have, this power represented by the lovers. And really take the time to make an effort to discriminate between helpful thoughts and destructive thoughts. Take time to discriminate between constructive actions and destructive actions. Take time to discriminate between love and, you know, and sort of hateful or negative thoughts that come up or judgmental thoughts. You know, embrace the love side of it. You know, if you're wanting to find fault with others, you're wanting to be angered, you're wanting to be triggered by others' words or actions, take the loving route. Seek first to understand and then be understood. You know, take the high ground, as they say. That's part of this idea of using discrimination to work through things. And take five minutes a day uh, to work with this card in contemplation and meditation and bring this image to your mind whenever you need it to use your power of discernment to see clearly, to choose, to connect with your higher consciousness, your super consciousness that I am power within you. Remember, you're all children of God. We're all children of the one, uh, the one unity, the limitless light, the cosmic consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. So take time to, to, uh, take time to reflect on that, to reflect on love, to reflect on peace, and uh, you know, stay positive out there. So next week, we are going to look at the chariot and how that is connected to willpower, to true will. That's going to be an exciting one. So tune in for that. I think you're really going to enjoy that. You're going to learn a lot from that one. Uh, you can follow us at uh, Cosmic Eye Tarot, at Cosmic Eye Tarot on Instagram or on TikTok. And I'm doing um, free readings each week, video readings on there. Uh, also an uh, angel uh, kind of ancestor slash spirit reading. So it kind of ships up, but it, it has sort of a spirit reading connotation to it each week, a, a three card reading that I do uh, on Friday. And uh, so the, the tarot reading is on, is on Monday and then that, that angel or spirit reading is on Friday. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. Uh, if you'd like to donate, we're at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. Tune into our Wednesday show as well, our spirit wisdom show with Angel from Angel on the Eighth Day. And you can follow Angel at, at Angel on the Eighth Day. And that'll be in the, uh, the description as well. So have a great week. Blessings and light to everyone. Be back soon. <laughs>